today I'm speaking about pricing, specifically pricing your services as a small business owner. Pricing can be a topic that keep people get caught up in knots around a little bit. It can be a topic that can feel quite scary to many, many people as well. So hopefully today I will help alleviate some of that scariness and share with you what I believe is really the only way to be pricing your services as a small business owner. Because there are many, many different ways to price. And a lot of those pricing methods have got fancy names attached to them that we, when we go to accounting schools, study all those different things, different methods of costing, different methods of pricing basis. But fundamentally, in the real life world, like I said, there is really only one main way, the most important way to be pricing your services so that you can scale, so that you can grow your business, and so that you can be highly profitable as well as creating an amazing experience for your clients within your business too. So for those of you that are new to me, if you don't know who I am, if you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Annette Ferguson. I am CEO of Annette & Co, a UK-based accounting firm. I'm a chartered accountant, certified profit-first professional and financial strategist, and we help business owners take home more money from their business for them and their families to enjoy. Our focus is on profitability, but that is not to the detriment of other things that happen in your business. It is not to the detriment of serving your customers and clients at the highest level. It is not to the detriment of anything service-based at all. It is about profitability and running an amazing business at the same time. It's about profitability and having a life, a business that supports that life that you want to live. That is what we are all about. So like I said, today we are speaking about all things pricing and how to price in your business. The method of pricing that in my opinion comes head and shoulders over all other pricing methodologies is something called value-based pricing. Now the official name really actually doesn't matter. But the thing to understand with value-based pricing is this is customer-centric. It is a customer-centric pricing strategy where businesses base their prices on basically how much the target market believes your service is worth, what the value is to your end customer or client. So you can see just with that statement how that is a great thing for your customer. They are paying what they believe your value is for your service you provide. No, that's very, very different from your worth, by the way. That's very different from that. Because when you price based on your worth, 
that never works. And the reason it never works is because you are priceless as an individual. Therefore, you can never actually price based on your worth. And that method, price based on your worth, and people who tout that are lazy. What they actually are trying to get at is priced based on the value of the service that you are providing to your end consumer, which is value-based pricing. And that's what we're talking about today. Now, like I mentioned, it is customer-centric, which therefore means that your customer, your client, should ideally be happy to pay what they believe the value of the service you provide is, and that's how you price. So we have to, of course, when we are pricing based on value, ensure that we are profitable. These things can't exist separately. There is no point in saying, okay, well, our customer or client believes our service is worth £100 a month, but the cost for us to deliver that is £200 a month. Something has gone wrong. Both need to exist together. So whilst you do price based on the value, you need to ensure as the business owner that you can deliver that value at a service level and at a cost to the business that is also highly profitable. So you create a win-win situation for both you and your business and the client as well. They are getting amazing value. You are providing something that is profitable to the business and both sides are in a winning position as a result of that. How on earth do you know what your customer or client will pay? Well, that is the hardest part of value-based pricing is understanding what something is worth to your ultimate client. And without doing things like market research, speaking to people, is sending out polls, without in fact getting clients on board, ultimately, you won't be able to pinpoint that number exactly. And that is why people get scared of value-based pricing because you can use your profitability as a starting point. You can use what your competitors charge as a ballpark. You can use what prospects say they will pay you as a rough guide, but ultimately you won't be able to land on that number until you start selling, until you start telling people what the price is that you charge and seeing if they say yes or no. And if you get more yeses than you get noes, then your pricing is probably somewhere in the right place if and only if you are speaking to those people that are your ideal clients. No's from people who are not your ideal clients, not the people you want to work with, those no's don't count. You can disregard those no's completely when you're tallying it up. But if you get more yeses than you do no's from your ideal client, your pricing is either spot on or too low. How do you know if it's spot on or too low? The next few people you speak to, you ask for a higher price and then you measure your yeses and no's again. 
So value-based pricing does become a bit of a trial and error, particularly in the beginning to understand where the value proposition is for your end client and therefore how much they are willing to pay. But don't let this initial hurdle put you off this method of pricing because it truly is, like I said, a win-win for both sides and ultimately the best way to price in a service-based business in particular. So you know what you think the value of what you provide is. So that has to be layered in to what you think someone else will pay. You can use various data points to get that starting point, like I mentioned. And I want to also explain the things that are fed in when a customer or client is considering the value that you provide. Because in many cases, the decision about your value, the value of the service for your business, remember, this is not your worth, this is the value of the service you provide to them. The decision for that is not solely based on a laundry list of what you include in your service delivery for most people. Most people make value-based decisions based not only on that list of what's included, but also on emotions that they have around you and your business. So things like your brand and your branding come into the picture when people are making value-based buying decisions. Things like reviews and your track record come into the decision when you sell based on value-based pricing. Things like your marketing, the inter early interactions they have with you, whether that be on social media, on email, or on a sales call. All these other things come into the picture when you are going for clients who make decisions based on value and not based on price. What are the advantages of value-based pricing? Well, in many instances, one big advantage is you can often charge a higher price because of perceived value. Of course, that does mean that you do need to ensure that value really, really is there. And the things that you are speaking about are incredibly valuable. But let's assume that you have a business that's doing great things for its clients, in which case you can typically command a higher price for those things that people believe are indeed more valuable. It also helps you increase your focus on customer service. If your customer is buying based on value, you need to have great customer service to support that value paying client. Particularly if they come in for a monthly service, you're gonna have to make sure you deliver that value month after month, which means that what you provide to the customer or client needs to be great. 
month after month. So you need to make sure that you can provide that, but that is only ever a good thing for your business because the higher your customer service, the more likely they are to recommend you to people and you end up in a upward trajectory for your business. So it's never a bad thing. In terms of value-based pricing as well, like I mentioned, it's typically a win-win for you and your client. Now, some disadvantages of value-based pricing. In some instances, it can be difficult to justify value. It can be hard basically to get that message across of what the value truly is to what you provide. So it requires you to do some more thinking. It requires you to get deeper typically in your marketing and sales messages so that you are really clear on the value that you provide to your customer or client. Now, whilst I list that as a disadvantage, actually that has to be advantageous too for the business in general to be really clear on exactly what the client believes is going to be a value to them and making sure that you are indeed providing that. It is also, like I mentioned, really hard to actually set the price when you are dealing with a value-based pricing. There are lots of things that are taken into account when you are doing that, and it can be challenging to set the price when you are speaking about value-based pricing as well. So that can be another tricky thing that you have to encounter when you are looking at value-based pricing too. So there are a couple of disadvantages to value-based pricing, but I believe that those are massively diminished by the advantages that the business has around value-based pricing. Now, like I mentioned, you do still need to make sure that your pricing is set at a level where your business is profitable, which means you still need to crunch those numbers to ensure that the pricing you are thinking of charging is still profitable. So make sure that you do the exercise that you would do if you're pricing based on margin, which means that you need to look at, okay, what is the price I believe I am going to charge? And what costs do I have associated with the delivery of this service? Whether that be pieces of software, whether that be employee time or your own time, making sure that you layer in an apportionment for business overheads, for tax, and for your owner's pay, your own pay as well. And then working out, okay, is this deliverable at the price point that I believe I should be charging under value-based pricing? And if the answer is no, then something needs to change. Either there needs to be some more value in there so you can increase the price. Perhaps you need to look at the costs. Could you be more efficient? But you, it needs to work from a cost-based pricing perspective as well. But that is not what you use to determine the price. You use value to de determine the price. Now, I've got a little exercise for you as well, which can help you with what value you provide and where your pricing might sit. 
So what I want you to do is I want to, you to write down the price you would charge for your value-based pricing. And I want you to write down all the things that are associated with the delivery of that service, all the value you provide, all the things you do, everything that you have for the delivery of that service. And then I want you to double the price. And if you had to buy regulation for some reason, double the price of the service that you have, what extra value would you layer in there for that doubled price? Now, some of you might say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't add any value in there, in which case your first price is probably way too low. But if you had to double your price, what value would you give for that doubled price? And now let's imagine that you have to double the price again. Again, there's some law that's come in that says you have to double the doubled price. So you essentially have a quadrupled price. And again, what value would you deliver for that? Now, if you are looking to increase the revenue in your business and, and serve your clients at a higher level, ask yourself, how can I... Is it possible for me to charge the doubled price and deliver the quadrupled service? Is there any way that I can do that? And the answer might be, I can't do it all, but I can do bits. In which case, it is something to seriously consider in your business as a strategy to go deeper with your clients, to increase your revenues, and to grow your business as well. And that you can see is value-based pricing in action in your business. That is how you make decisions on value-based pricing and on the value of what you are providing to your clients at the same time. I appreciate everyone joining me today. I hope that this session on pricing and particularly on value-based pricing has been useful for you today. And I will speak to you all very soon. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Financial and Lifestyle Freedom today. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast and take just a few seconds to leave us a review. It helps other people find us as well and lets them know what you enjoy in the podcast. All the links that we've spoken about are in the description to this episode, as is the link to find out more about us on our website and also book a call with us should you be interested in any of our services. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.